Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Hey listeners, did you know that Sense of Soul is a part of the Ethereal Network? A group of like-minded podcasts like Breathe, Love, and Magic with Ronnie and Ryan, or The Soul Nectar Show with Carrie Hummingbird, and The Skeptic Metaphysicians, just to name a few, who I also have to give a shout out today to the host of The Skeptic Metaphysicians, Will and Karen, because they recommended today's guest, Nicole Harp. Nicole is an amazing professional animal communicator and a talented painter of souls. Nicole paints the souls and consciousness of humans and animals. Her soul is a combination of art and a deep connection to nature and animals. She is a lifelong artist and educator with a communication arts and design degree from the Virginia Commonwealth University. And I was fortunate to work with Nicole. She gave me amazing readings on my dogs, Rascal and Ayla, and she did the most beautiful painting of my daughter, Kensley. I honestly will say I've had a lot of sessions for many guests, and this one was so special. I will cherish it forever, and I have been really looking forward to sharing this episode with you listeners today. So if you're an animal lover, you're going to love this episode. I'm so excited. Yay! Finally! (laughs) Seriously, Nicole, I can't tell you how much I've appreciated you. I'm so glad that I think it was Will and Karen from the Skeptic Metaphysicians. I'm glad we met too. I'm glad I reached out and I'm glad you're so kind. You know, everybody Karen suggested to reach out to, you know, has been super kind and it's been a good, you know, a good fit. Yeah. So. Oh my, my children are all, you know, animal lovers, especially Kensley, right? <laughs> which that was so funny because most of the things that you said in the reading of both my dogs were things that Kensley has been trying to tell us. Oh, wow. You know, but there's kids for you, you know, they don't, they don't have the ego so much. Right. They haven't heard anybody tell them they can't do it. They've got a supportive parent too, but they're so open. Right. Absolutely. And I love that photo of her under the tree. How perfect is that? Did you show her the painting yet? Yes. She looked at it and I was like, what do you see? And she saw the same thing that I had saw. She saw our tree. I mean, it's our tree. It's so gnarled. You know, I mean, it's got twist in it and it goes in different directions. None of it makes any sense, which I love about it. The way that you painted it, you just captured that in your painting. As soon as I saw it, I thought of Kensley in that tree because she loves that tree. What me and Kensley both saw were kind of like arms or like this energy, this white light kind of embracing the tree. It's interesting because it, well, it's abstract painting, so it's non-representational, but it does look like kind of a tree. You know, it does look like a tree. Right. And it does look like Kenzie kind of reaching up to the heavens. Um, if you were to, you know, because we're always our minds are always trying to make sense of things, especially with the abstraction. Right. What's really resonated with me was the her colors. So I'm going to have a show of the 50 paintings. And the whole point is to just 
you know, congratulate myself for painting 50 because originally it was 200, then 100, and it's like 50. It's okay, 50 is doable. I can have them in my studio. I can have a show of 50. But her color scheme, when I look at all of them, you know, some colors repeat, yellows and orange, of course. There's only so many colors in the, in the, in the spectrum, but, but Kensley's colors are so different. You know, Kensley being a very shy person, which you also said in your writing about her, she, you know, that she's known for that, for being an introvert, like on a very extreme level, but she loves red, which is the opposite kind of, of, you know, being shy. Right. So the fact that you connected that, you know, it is that earthly color and she is very, she's a home person, you know, she this is where she digs her roots in. I mean, everything about it, Nicole, was oh, so just, yeah, there was so much depth there. I just yeah. feel like this has been one of the neatest things I've ever done before. Oh, and so not only on a spiritual level, but we actually were, you know, we took your the advice that you gave us also mm-hmm. in connecting with our animals, what they needed. And we all did, you know, all of my kids did. And, you know, even my oldest son, who I didn't even tell him too much about it. But what I did tell him, he started to tell the dogs before his friends came. Okay, Brandon's coming. (laughs) You knew Brandon is, right? You remember him? Right. You've been knowing Brandon since the day you got here, but yet you're still barking at him every time he comes in the door. And it seems like, you know, these things are working. And also, you know, we had issues with the dog in the back. Blue, Blue. how's that going? Much better, much better. And she also, you gave advice to Blue's owner, Bonnie, who she is a skeptic, but could not believe just how on point you were about her dogs. And she's been putting in place, trying to walk him, you know, as often as possible and, and give him jobs and just truly this experience. I mean, I cannot say enough how much I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, well, thank you. And you know, you're, you're the other half of it, right? So I get out of the way. I just communicate what the animals want to say, but the the people who are controlling their resources, and I want to say own is because you don't own them. It's a, it's a co, you know, it's a coexistence because I will say that the animals will leave if they're not where they're supposed to be. I mean, cats, I know cats who have Mm -hmm. told me I'm not coming home. You know, it's an intrinsic relationship where you need each other and everybody needs to be heard and the animals being heard. That's an element uh, communicating what they, because they're sentient beings, right? capable of love, intelligence, opinions, likes, dislikes, and then to hear them. And then you actually to respond to what they're saying is, is the other part of it. If you did nothing, yeah, you'd see some change, but you wouldn't see like what you're, you wouldn't get out of it, what you're getting out of it, which is seeing them in a different way. Right. I mean, you already love your animals and you know how deep they are because I've had a communication. I mean, it's different when I do my animals, but like I've had my students do mine because that's how they're learning. And what a difference in how I see them. It just takes the veil down and the love is deeper. Yeah. And I think that's why I think we should communicate with our animals at least four times a year, twice a year minimum. But it's like getting communications for yourself. I get minimum from my favorite, Sherry Dillard, twice a year minimum or one minimum, but sometimes twice a year. Well, twice I do because I just, it's just, it's different when you're getting it for yourself versus you giving it. And it just keeps you connected, you know, on a, on a different level. On a different level. Yeah. That's it. You can't be in the spirit right. realm all the time. We'd be way yeah. up here. You know, right. we'd be walking around in the clouds. True. You know what True. I mean? We can't connect. <laughs> I have to put ground. myself down quite often. It's my, yeah. <laughs> I'm constantly trying to root myself. But yes, you know, we all knew, and I've always said that Rascal was so very empathetic. 
then all dogs, I think, have, you know, empathy and are empaths. Um, but, but Rascal, just so sensitive and so connected. To keep it light with Rascal. Yeah. You know, yeah. have some fun. And that's yeah. what I think the key, have some fun. You know, lighten it up, lighten it up, especially with, with empaths, right? Yes, totally. I'm like that. Yeah. I've had to lighten up myself because Remind yourself. of learning that fun. over time. Yeah. I mean, even as a child, always so very sensitive and taking everything so hard and serious. Right. Right. But you're right. You have to lighten up. I didn't ever get a chance to tell you about the divine timing that Rascal came into our lives and how he did. But so my dad died back in 2016 and it was at the end of May. And so right before Father's Day and about two weeks after my dad passed uh, right before Father's Day, I am my 16 year old little tiny poodle. I had to put her to sleep. I mean, she was like, she was one of my children. You know, I had had her longer than my children. Right. And so it it just was devastating. And so we had no dog, you know, of course. And which is, I mean, some people should wait, you know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, hard to replace a dog, you know, right away. Right. Um, And I wasn't thinking that, but my son, Ethan had been asking for a dog of his own, which Rascal did not become his alone. And that was one thing because he could get a dog, a support dog. We talked about it, but they made it very clear to me that this would be a working dog. This would not be a family dog. This would be Ethan's dog, period. And I just said, I have too many kids that wouldn't work out for me, you know, if I ever did that. So it was on Father's Day in the Mm -hmm. backyard. My kids called me out there and I was sad because it's Father's Day. My dad just died. They're like, come out here and there's all these dragonflies. I mean, it was a swarm of them. I mean, they were hitting us, touching us, flying. I mean, it was crazy. It was magical. Right. But I, I'm on my phone and I'm still outside and I find a, a website and it was called like Cheyenne Doodles or something. I'm not really sure. But at the bottom of it, it said she would donate one dog per litter to someone who was on the spectrum because she had a child who was on the spectrum and that's just what she was doing to give back. She could give back, right? Yeah. yeah. So you could fill out an application and she would get back to you if, you know, if she chose it. And not within like 30 minutes, this lady responds, which was surprising anyways. Right. And so we talk on the phone and, and she's got a 719 number, which is a Colorado number. And she says, the only thing you have to do is pay for the shipment of your dog. And I said, well, you're in Colorado. You have a 719. She goes, no, I used to live in Colorado. I'm actually over in Texas now. We moved here a few years ago, but I still have my Colorado number. She goes, but I'm actually going to be there in a few weeks because my dad just died and I'm bringing his ashes. So here it is, Father's Day. The both of us are talking and she's willing to now drive Rascal to us and meet us. He's coming there. Matt, is that is that not your dad working and her dad working to make that happen? Can you believe And your dog, your past dog, what's your poodle's name? Your past her, poodle? Latte. Latte. I'll have to tap into Latte sometime and see what uh what she's doing. How- Deb Shepherd here is, is just a renowned psychic. And I went to a big event of hers. And sure enough, my dad had showed up and she goes, do you have a little, did you have a little white dog that passed? And I was like, how could she possibly know this? This is crazy. She goes, this little white dog's following your dad around. And I thought that was the funniest thing I ever in my life had that picture. And so 
Yeah, I thought that was really neat. That's but, beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, that's just how things work, right? You open to it and it happened and your kids were part of it. That's just like, that's an amazing story. It was. And yeah, so yeah. Rascal was just the perfect dog too, from the beginning, you know, just. It's funny the name Rascal too. Okay. My dad had nicknames for my kids. It was either little rascal or little shit. So, and it was my son. <laughs> you were little rascal. Right. Yeah. And Ethan. So Ethan said, I think we should call him little rascal. Yeah. Adorable. So that's why. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was divine. You cannot make this stuff up. I know. Like you couldn't write a story better than that, than I real know. life, right? When we're just, you know, being present, being in the moment and and allowing things to happen in your flow. It's just, yeah. You know, I sent you pictures of both of my dogs and the way that you were able, just by looking at their eyes, you know, and seeing their soul and communicating with their spirit you really, really got both of their personalities. Thank you. Undeniably. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. And I don't need the photo, but I just like to have it. I don't need it, but I definitely need a name, but it is easier to pinpoint because when I'm communicating, a lot of animals want to come through, especially <laughs> recently. And then the channel gets a little backed up and I'm like, okay, well, wow. I love you all. I have to say, I love you all. I have some boundaries. I love you all. And I'll talk to you at another time, but I can only talk to Rascal right now or, you know, whoever I'm going to talk to you right now. And we'll talk again, but there's so many animals on the other side that want to communicate. And I'm not saying they're like people's pets or companions, but like just in general, like birds, um, horses, just ones that have, that have passed over. There are particularly a lot of animals by my father that that just want to come in and communicate so the paintings that i'm doing like i did a collective one for puppies that didn't make it and it's a big four foot by six foot and then one's for two for horses um and you know and some souls like collective souls need to be huge so i'll get into the bigger like you know maybe 10 foot paintings when i start to do but the next one i know i'm doing is like a collective of just birds and i do specific ones too but especially getting ready to do a big painting of bird for birds Oh, I love birds. I don't know I if love you know me and my yeah. birds. You know me and my birds too. All Ooh, kinds girl. of birds. Love them. Oh, girl, you know, love some birds. <laughs> yeah, me and my hawks out here. Oh, yeah. So it's it was really strong for a long time. And do you know, this is the very first year over the summer. I've never had this, but I've been bombarded with hummingbirds. I've I didn't I've never even had hummingbirds here ever in the seven years that I've lived here, and just this year, and they will come right in front of me. Yep, me and too. And just hover right in front of my face, almost give me eye contact. Yep. And then leave. Same with me. I have really didn't even know we had hummingbirds. I tried the hummingbird like water thing for a while. It yeah. didn't really work. And then um, my mom passed about. It'll be four months. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Into this month. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry about your father. It doesn't get any easier. It seems like a long, it's only been like not even been four months, but it seems like four years. And her sign is a bird. Uh, the hummingbirds, like you said, just right in your face. And, and they do, they are, they like cardinal plants. So I'm going to get some cardinal plants because I'm amazed by hummingbirds. I'm amazed by all, all, all animals. I love anything yeah. with the nervous system. <laughs> Um, anything with the nervous system, but the birds, uh, the hummingbirds are phenomenal. And I, I agree with you. I've never seen them before. They've never gotten in my face like that. Yeah. We had a cardinal down by the window, just like, you know, throwing itself against the door a couple of times to get my attention. And then he's like, and then he just like walked over there and then flew away. I mean, I've had talks with the flies. I'm like, I'm going to stun you right now. And then I'm going <laughs> to 
<laughs> outside. Which, what do you want to do? Cause you can't stay here. Do you want this to be it? Or right. do you want me to slow down so I can stun you? And I will yes. stun them and then pick them up and put them outside and they'll fly away. You know, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I do this with every little, you know, roaches, they're hard to live with. But, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I'm sending you off into your next life. I'm doing you a favor. Who wants to be yeah. a roach forever? <laughs> find a way out. Right. Well, we had, it's funny. We had, um, uh, an opening where the um we live on the water where rats could come in rats or mice whatever and they did um because I opened the door in my studio and there was one I'm like hey and then because I had some bird food in there I'm like okay this is how it's gonna go you can't stay here right Um, right and the winter's coming so um I'm gonna get a a exterminator to come and check to see where there's openings then we're gonna close them up and um you got two days to get out Mm -hmm. I know I I put some stainless steel over the hole um on the outside so he was stuck in here for for like that that night and i felt so horrible because he was so stressed right and he went to and actually he was in my studio and he went to my paintings and started licking the chemical off my paintings and you could see his little hands on the bottom of my paintings i'm like oh my god i'm so sorry i left you with no food or water and so i unplugged the hole first thing in the morning he went out no sign of him we concreted the hole but i told him i said if there's anything else underneath i hadn't communicated with him you got two days to get out because this guy's coming Friday and it was good. We cl- closed the hole. No, no issues. No one underneath. And maybe he was a painter. <laughs> Poor thing. Uh, yeah, for real. Maybe he was insightful, uh, <laughs> but I, hope I didn't hurt him with the chemicals. But anyway. Well, um, I mean, like finding out that Rascal can literally sing with Kensley. We never knew Rascal had this amazing talent. Kensley's been bringing home her violin, you know, just since school started over the past beautiful, few weeks. Beautiful violin. And yeah. here she's playing it. And Rascal comes right next to her, just sits right next to her. Oh, and he starts singing. And, you know, we've always laughed because Rascal is bred with a phantom poodle. Yeah, what's that? A phantom poodle is has the markings of kind of like a German shepherd there. And but they're actually full breed. They're very rare. Like I know Robin Williams had them. I think Jacqueline Kennedy had them. But we always said that he looked like he came here in a little tuxedo. Right. And so here he is, you know, singing on proper with Kensley. Every time she plays the violin, I'm like, dude. Yeah. book you at the Met. I told you I had a poodle that did that when I played the clarinet. Um, would start, yeah. It's something about the pitch and the tone. Some will, yeah, and they start howling. Yeah, amazing. I I love it. And and like I also shared with you, he's always done that with Kensley. He would go and wake her up and howl at her too. He was like the alarm. Mm -hmm. Every morning he'd go up and howl right in front of her door, like "Wake up, Kensley." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I love that. He is a neat dog and they have a neat relationship. You know, and Kensley, like I said, she loves animals more than she loves people. Right. But how did you get into this? And, and what were you like as a little Nicole, Nicole running a around? First of all, what an, what child doesn't connect with animals? Yeah, true. You know, pretty much. I mean, we're so open when we come in and we're just like, that's, you know, you know, and I feel too, like, well, it should be a question is I, I have always loved and and not been fearful of animals, walk straight up to them, you know, whatever kind. I mean, you know, Nicole, stop, you know, I was telling someone about a story about me walking right up to a terrier while it was eating and kissing it. I mean, I, I kiss anything, hug and kiss in your face. <laughs> I have a lot of energy, so I have to be careful because I've had to kind of tamp it down because some animals who had trauma. A lot of trauma. Like we had one dog that had tons of trauma. And my spouse actually said she wanted it to be her dog. And she's like, okay, you cannot bond with Bongo. You can't 
for a week and, and it killed me, but I had to, so it could be her animal. Cause I've always just, they, you know, I mean, you have to be someone else's animal, your dog, but then they bond with you. That happens to me. Everyone always. I know, right? So you have to hold back. But then that dog, I had so much strong energy. She was telling me, you need to take care of some of your anger issues and stuff. And, you know, maybe that is one of the points where I started, you know, with Bongo or the other ones, really taking a hard look at myself and my childhood trauma and how that manifested in maybe anger energy instead of loving from the heart energy. But yeah. I've always connected with animals. We always do shelter animals. Um, in fact, some of the, so many of the animals that are on the other side helping me, we've got over 24 because we rescue at one point we had six, six dogs, but we rescue, um, you know, different ages. And if you get one that's 10 and Freddie, the French fry poodle, he's 15. We're like, Oh, he won't live that long. He lived in there five years or four years, <laughs> you know, or if he was 14, but I always do the rescues, but I don't think you need to, or if you don't remember, I don't think you need to have had that to be an animal communicator. I think you just need to have an unconditional, undying, open heart and love for animals. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I've done the work so that you can be a clear channel. And I just want to do some good. Like I've always asked, what can I do for animals? And anything, my paintings and the animal communications, it's all about healing. Guardians don't have an, have an issue to come to me to have an animal communication. You can just want a better uh, relationship or bond with your animal. Um, but if they have like a child coming into the, you know, a new baby coming or uh, yeah. they're moving or um, behavior that's all of a sudden brand new um, or like, you know, the dog jumping over the fence, he's actually hurting himself trying to jump over the fence. So if there is an issue or you just have questions, you've always wanted to ask him. I think that it's, it's so beautiful. We're here to help each other. You're going to heal through me and I'm going to heal through you. Absolutely. What are you here to teach us and what are they here to teach? I always ask the animals, what are you here to teach your guardians and what are the guardians here to teach you? Yeah, that connection and why they came to you is that. Like you said, the uh, butterflies and birds are flying in front of me. I'm sorry, it's a little distraction <laughs> in front of my window. But yeah, I mean, it is about healing. It's about looking at ourselves. I yeah. feel like the animals and hum if you want to know yourself, look at your parents, yeah. look at your kids. Yeah. Well, and they're always signs, especially for loved ones. You know, my dad called his truck the hawk. And so, you know, wow. when the hawk started like sitting close with me for long periods of time and stuff, I, I was like, okay, this is strange. Give me what? Right? <laughs> yeah. And then my dad called me grasshopper and I have grasshoppers all over my windows, you know, looking in and they'll stay for days and days. And usually around his birthday or around my birthday or around something specific. This year it was on Father's Day. We just thought it was so, you know, interesting. My daughter still sees dragonflies at times that connect her to her grandpa because of the initial amazing mystical experience with the dragonflies. And, you know, the other day I was coaching a client and we were talking about the Garden of Eden and we were looking at it from a different perspective, especially about the serpent, the snake, who tells Eve, you will not die. You're going to actually, you're going to awaken this. You're going to find wisdom and you actually understand that you are part of God. Like, this is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. And plus the serpent also is known as a feminine energy. And so we had a great conversation about it. Not even two minutes later, I go open my front door and there's a snake. Of course, you, you know, some check. people get did a that little. Really happen? Yeah. Did that really yeah. happen? Yeah. Right. I took a picture and sent it to her right away. And, you know, I said, just a divine moment. And there was no fear in me. And again, it was about that perspective of how we see things and what we've been taught to think about things. Absolutely. Unconditioning or conditioning mind, right? 
yes I, mean, I had no fear yeah no fear I love that and it is it's all that preconditioning right all that like we we spend half our lives conditioning academia family patterning conditioning and then the other half decondition yeah you know you know there's always so many signs there are signs and um I'm just you know and and I think what do you think we what do you think we get those signs right I feel we get them to be in the to be present to be in the now because right. we're you know we're we're moving about we're traveling about and I think that's what animals do for us they bring us into the present moment they make us I stop do. And they make us not think about the moment we just had or the moment to come, what we're going to do, but that right in that moment. And to be in that present moment is when we have creativity. It's when we have insight. There's a couple of things that, and then being two steps out of your comfort zone is, is a grace of God. And then being in the present moment, I think, you know, that's where the joy and the, the life is. And animals bring that to us. Children oh, can too, but I'm, we're talking about animals. Yes. I sit outside sometimes and watch like the squirrels. It's like yeah. a freaking circus. I can't oh, believe it's so much fun. Yeah, I, I need to learn from them. I mean, they are all, they all have buddies. They all have so much fun. It doesn't matter what time of day or night. They're all, you know, they're not fighting over millions of dollars, just some nuts, right. you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's, it's uh, remarkable. Yeah. Not a gold, yeah. you know. Or you always have one that's like bitching at the rest of them, like, Mammy, and yells at, oh, one will just sit there and go off on Ayla. And Ayla's not barking at it, just looking at it like, what? I- <laughs> in their community they're telling one tell all right see danger you know if you see yeah. danger say something you know and they're always telling their other ones the other squirrels you know yeah I just I mean I could sit out and watch them all day yeah I, nature I mean that's another thing being present connecting with nature you know all the things that we need to do more of you know get off our devices and be be present got my workers here now I have the feral turned domestic baby cat don't get me started on the name uh you know (laughs) and charlie and bogart well i mean it must get hard to think of unique names when you've had so many my mom had a list that we would pick from she had a running list of the best dog names oh wow the best i was doing a communication i kept saying like lila or layla and the woman's like um well the communication was awesome and she's like but i do want to say through because i send an audio and she's like through the whole thing i laughed because you kept saying that my dog's wrong name she said and it wasn't wrong because the we actually named her that first and then my my daughter's friend's name was layla whatever so we had to change it to that and she said it's so interesting that you called her by the original name that we were going to name her so she's like oh, you know wow. yeah so it was just interesting but it's interesting too, just to point another thing about that. They don't really care. And some do, but very few have. They don't care about whether they're male or female. Like they don't care if you're like using the proper pronoun. They're not like, you know, they're like male, female, whatever. Some are like, well, I am a girl. Like, th- like some have told me that, but you know, they pointed it out to me, I, you know, but they don't care about gender. Hey listeners, did you know that Sense of Soul has a network of lightworkers affiliates program? Now you get to work with one of our inspiring guests. And I'd like to introduce you to one of our affiliates, Medicine Woman, Carrie Hummingbird. Carrie has put together an exclusive package for Sense of Soul listeners. You can take Carrie's mini course, Sacred Living with the Four Directions, and also get a 30-minute shamanic healing, full cleanse of heavy energy, and fill up your tank with high vibrational light. An amazing opportunity at a great price. You definitely want to take advantage of her amazing offer. You can go to www.senseofsoulpodcast.com and look under the network of lightworkers, or you can find this link directly to Carrie's amazing offer in the show notes. I find it interesting that, 
you know, some animals like wolves and like doves, they're monogamous. They select their partners for life. But I did hear recently, and who knows, it could be a Mandela effect. I don't get it. But that there was a wolf pack where one of the wolf male wolves were actually, he was cheating on his, uh, his wolf, his female wolf. Oh, I'm sure there's exceptions to the rules. <laughs> I'm sure there's black sheep out there, break. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, nothing's perfect, right? Not in nature, not in love and war, not in nature. There you go. But, yeah. You know, I had one of the most divine moments of my life. One day when I was out in the backyard, it was about two years ago, the moon and the sun were both in the backyard. I didn't have to move my head. It was about noon. The sun and the moon just equal. It was a new moon. It was, it actually ended up being a crone moon is what I discovered. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I had this like revelation. I was like, oh my God, one cannot be with, without the other feminine, masculine, the balance, the light and the dark. Uh, and I just yeah. had, you know, all this. And all of a sudden this one dove comes above my head, one white dove. And I actually had a picture of all of it. You need to travel around with a videographer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Record that. Like, I was like, oh my God. It was like the wisdom was just like. Metaphor it, after it, metaphor it, after metaphor. Metaphor. But metaphor. then what happened a few weeks later was that I ended up having a dove die in my porch. Which is It rebirth. fell from the sky. It fell from the sky and died in on my porch. porch. Right in front of me and my son. Yeah, it was horrible. It, and it was that night. A morning dove. I was so flipped because earlier that night I got a warning on my phone. I was researching the Jesuits and the Freemasons for the study that I've been studying on the Gnostic Gospels, where the dove symbolizes Sophia, this feminine goddess that's in the Gnostic Gospels. So I have a mini series where the dove was a main focus on many of my episodes just recently. You know, I explained what I had saw with the feminine. That was part of it. There was all kinds of other divine moments with the dove too. I mean, crazy stuff. But that was the most crazy, you know, because I got a warning on my phone. It said suspicious search activity, Freemasons plus Jesuits. And I'd never gotten a warning like that on my phone. On On my phone. It was, it just says, yeah, my phone on this, on the search engine. That's weird. I know. And then like, not even an hour later, the dove drops on my porch and dies and we have to watch it die. It was terrible. Oh. And I mean, I flipped out. But then what happened was I had been seeing the lone dove because they have, you know, partners. Right. And I had felt so sad for her. Then Kinsley and I are outside and this little bird's trying to come up to the porch where I'm sitting. And it won't come because it's afraid of me because I was rocking on the chair. So I, I was very still. And it was around Thanksgiving. I had my harvest wreath on my door. It was a baby dove. It made its way to my harvest wreath. And there in that, there was two baby doves born on my porch. This is like less than two weeks later. Girl, you, you, this is. Oh Return God. of the it dove. Is. I mean, this is so symbolic. <laughs> it is a mini series. Return of the dove. Yes. No, well, that what's is amazing. Really, what's really crazy that is, is Return of the Dove. There's so much about that because I had just yeah. gotten a book that I opened it up and it was Return of the Dove. I did a whole mini series oh on this. God. That is but, amazing. Like, Truth is stranger than fiction, isn't it? Yeah. I beautiful. see animals as beautiful, so, beautiful, beautiful. It's, they're so close to source. Yeah, they are. They are source. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing. If we're able to be Lucky present with them. Yeah. Yes. They're going to bring us so much wisdom and lessons. Yeah. And, 
you know, whether they're your animals or the birds that visit your tree every day. Right. Just that experience, those experiences. I mean, who gets those experiences every day? Girl, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I was I'm... like, did the Freemasons do this? <laughs> <laughs> Who's responsible for this? Now that is just, I mean, the baby doves are glorious. Kinsley had her first hamster. Oh my goodness. It was the saddest. She took such good care of that damn thing. They can't live forever. It was so hard. And when we brought her home, her dad goes, a lesson learner. She loved the shit out of that thing. It just must have had something from the pet store where we ended up getting it. Right. Oh, but it was hard on her. She sat with it till its last breath. Oh. I hate <laughs> buying animals from the pet store because it often happens. Buying animals, period. But, um, you know, because yeah. an object, True. they shouldn't be True. here for her. For our, um, yeah, that's the only thing about breeders too. I pet stores and breeders. I have, uh, you know. Yeah, and you know, I remember hearing that the guy mm-hmm. who created, he is responsible for like those first doodles. That that's like his greatest regret. Have you heard yeah, that? It should be his greatest regret. Um, that's uh, yeah. I don't I, breeding is just another. That's another whole whole episode. It's it's bad. People just think they have to have a breed. You don't have to. You don't have right. to have right. Any animal is the perfect animal. Yeah. It doesn't have to be some divine, like you have these, like, you know, beautiful symbols. But <laughs> you don't have to be Shane and have these beautiful symbols. It can be just going down the line. And yes, I'm going to get a black dog because they're harder to adopt or a black cat because yeah. they're harder to adopt. And you create the bond that you, that you have with them. But um, I think that I have these divine moments though, Nicole, because I'm so present. Yes, absolutely. Right. There's many years. Like, I was not like this and I'm sure right. I missed right. opportunities to connect in the way that I have. Right. But I, I mean, truly, that's it's not I don't think they're u- that unique. To, well, maybe that whole dove thing might have been a little unique to me in some way because I was going through this deep journey with it. But I mean, if I wasn't present with everything around me, I would have missed Absolutely. it all. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that was your um your reward. Yeah. And, and I and look for more opportunities. You know, I'm always like bring them on, bring them on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let the wildness inside of you connect with the wildlife outside. Yes, inhabit me. Yes, definitely. So I was going to ask you that. Yes, you do this with people's pets. But if I told you that there was like a hawk that visited me all the time. Well, you know, there's lots of animal, well, the two that I can speak of, like Penelope Smith and Pia Horsley, they, um, I'm in one of them's power up and we'll do whole communications for orca whales or you know whole species Um, and the idea too is more more power the better so yeah we can tap in and i can tap into animals i tapped into a gecko family here like i said you communicate with anything that you know you can i can communicate with i will i mean i do more domestic just because that's who's reaching out because i you know it's a business but i can i can connect and i'm not saying i've connected with a particular hawk right but i can it's it's just channeling into you know, and again, yeah. you know, I give validating information. So if there's a way you could know that it was your hawk, that particular hawk, I would give you validating information. Like you, I gave you validating information. So you knew I was communicating with your rascal, yeah. right? And what, what's your other dog's name? I'm sorry. Ayla. I just keep seeing Ayla's face. She's so photogenic. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my um, gosh. But so is Rascal, but Rascal's more, you want to touch and mush around, but, yeah. but Ayla, you're just like, let me get that photo. Ayla. Stay there. You're beautiful. I know she's they're beautiful. Now she's, is she from a breeder too? She's from a, she doesn't breed lots of dogs, but she owns a ranch around here and she, she 
she also has a son who's autistic and she only does it once a year if she does it. Right. So, and we were fortunate to get three. So Kensley's best friend got one male. My best friend, Mandy, who used to be on here, got a sister and we have Ayla. So they're family and we're family. If you can so. do meetups, if, if you're um, yeah. if around there and you have meetups, they love that. Oh my there God. is a kinship and a connection when you see them meet up. Oh, oh. it's beautiful. It's like, oh my God, where you been? How you been? Right. I love it. Yeah, yeah, there is. Basically, um, Kensley is the one who connects with that. Like I remember when she did beg me for a hamster when we went to get dog food one day and we left with it. She was so sad when we left because she's like, those were her siblings. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, Kinsley can be an animal communicator if she wants. I mean, she'll figure out what she wants to do, but, you know, she's always got that option. So I if believe her, that she can. Yeah. She, she's, her energy even reminds me of yours, Kinsley's. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to be shy when I was a child. So. You were too? Very okay. shy. I would hide behind my mom. Yeah. 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 yeah something, something happened and I came out of my shell. Yeah, but I am more introvert, and I'm, I'm really actually. It's a funny person. Like, oh, you're such an extrovert. And I'm like, no, I just get excited when I talk about things that I love. But yeah. and I love people. I just love. I love people. I love animals. You know, and I love animals more. But I love people, and I just love connecting with people. So that's when the energy comes. But I'm actually more of an introvert, and I used to be really shy. So I see a lot of my energy in Kinsley too. It's funny you should say that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, guess I mean, what else? She's going to make her big debut. And I just, you know, I, I yeah, I just, I'll have to keep in I, touch I, with you and let you know yeah, when that happens. Too. Yeah. You know, I remember early on when I very first got Ayla, my friend Ellen did Ayla's chart. She took like her name and did the Hebrew alphabet. She said, <clears throat> Ayla is going to be there with Kensley when she decides to come out of her shell. Oh, and okay. she's going to help her. So Ayla's also an Aquarius. They were looking at Kensley's chart and Ayla's chart together. And they were reading them together. Yeah. And exactly what you've said is kind of exactly what she said. You know, I do find that they are like your children, not lesser than. You know, they're not ours to make money on, to objectify, to... I mean, and even the ones that people eat, um, you know, they're sacrificing themselves. They deserve a beautiful life. Um, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get away from the, the factory farming and all that. We, we can't sustain it. That's another whole episode. We don't talk about that. But, you know, there is a respect, right? We have encroachment in urban, you know, urban sprawling, and there's just so much land, right, for the animals and so much space. So I, I have a confession. Well, and actually, I, I must also say that I've I've gotten past it a little bit, but Growing up, I had a raccoon phobia. For some reason, I have seen more raccoons than most people. I mean, some people can go through their whole lives and like ever have an encounter. But right. me, I was, in fact, my mom was like, maybe they smell you. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <You're> so good. <laughs> I don't know, but I've had so many. But over the past year, kind of like maybe I would have been scared of the snake. I've really been coming to like this place of not fearing any animal anymore. And I don't know when that shifted, but maybe just being more present with them and having love in your heart. Maybe that yeah. is it. Yeah. Just to hope open love in your heart to not saying you should go in the mountains and not, we still need to be prepared, but yeah, I think it's having an open heart. You can't communicate with animals if you don't have an open heart and great love and respect. 
it all boils down to respect. So, you know, most of my animals besides these two, I had actually usually would adopt from my mother because she would start off with an animal and then she'd not be sure she could take care of it and they'd end up at my house. And that literally that was like one dog after another dog. And so, yeah, so that's how I got Latte. And Latte had no problems with raccoons coming in my house and going through the dog door with her. And I came down one time and Latte's drinking out of the bowl and the raccoons eating the food right next to each other. And I'm like, this is not okay. (laughs) I have to draw the line. Oh, my goodness. I was so frightened. But I've had to white on that. I can't. I, I'm just. I'm proud of you for having a doggy door. I, that's why I can't do doggy doors. Yeah, I can't either. I can't, never again. Else might come through there. Yeah. It, nah, it not, you don't know what will come through. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. You don't have control over that when you no. sleep. Yeah. Well, and and, and people laugh because I said I, I swear I've always got animals all outside. I said I'm freaking like Snow White, <laughs> right, on the backyard. You know. Yep. <laughs> With all my thing. animals. I remember calling the city and saying, what am I going to do? I have raccoons that are coming in my house. They're like, they have the right or way. And I said, excuse me, this is my house. They're like, they have the what? They have the right or way is what they told me. Really? They said this land, this land was here and theirs before we came. And they have the right or way. Interesting city response. Yeah. Go call around. Find a way to live with them. Huh? That's literally what they told me. They have the writer way here. So, which I love having wildlife. I would be devastated if I didn't have what I have. And I sometimes feel sorry for the deers who get lost in the neighborhood because you know that they're lost. And you also know that they came down this way, probably because of fires or a lack of food or whatever. Right. That they're even coming this far. Exactly. It's interesting too, um, that connection that just what they bring that connection to how we started and who we are i feel like that's a wonderful way to not not that i want to leave this physical form anytime but to remind us like bring it uh, bring you back into where we came from i mean we came from the earth and nature and living amongst animals like that it, it's um i mean not everybody can do that and it or be in that have that opportunity and um it is it, that is beautiful yeah i cannot have enough nature so it's inspiring to hear all the nature around you because I can only hope to have that much nature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? So here's another question I wanted to ask you. Um, well, one, do you think that, you know, in the evolution of our souls that, and uh, you've talked to many animals, are you betting that we've all been animal before, you know, in a past life is my first question. And what what do you think about spirit animals? Okay. I don't know about um, incarnating from human into animal animal to animal for sure. I just don't have enough physical proof from the other spirit realm to say that. I don't want to say things that I just willy nilly like, and I even hesitate sometimes when people, I'm going to say the word healing because this is healing, but people who've lost their animals, you know, like you're talking about latte. I mean, that, that loss is so devastating and, you know, it does bring them comfort to, to communicate with their animals on the other side and share things, you know, you know, were they in pain? Were they okay with the decisions? Of course they were. They, you know, I always yeah. say they pay you to make those hard decisions, but they do reincarnate faster than, than humans. And okay. you know, are, they may have every intention of coming back and being a poodle or whatever, but you know, maybe that's not what you need. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're going to reincarnate. You're going to get the animal or the soul that you need for your spiritual growth. Yeah. So I know that's not the answer to your question, what was that one movie with the dog that comes back? 
as like like he has a dog you don't know that movie oh i don't my know it gosh. depends give me more clues give me more I clues can't, i can't give you nothing because i can't remember so maybe it was well okay so i think he had the dog when he was little or and then he gets another dog yeah and it's like the same dog he came back to him and you know and the thing too it may not even be the same soul you always get what you need but you may not get what you want but it is for you wherever you are for your highest growth yeah. and highest good so that's that's kind of how i feel about that and I, I mean i did humans for years psychic communications for humans and then you know and then i kind of transitioned it morphed and it was like oh this is what you should be doing animal communication this is you've always asked how can you help heal wow. how can you help animals and um so i don't know if i've ever asked uh, that question but i certainly can you know and see what i get in future i mean it's yeah. it's i mean i you you were so good at it i just i would have thought you've been doing this your entire life since you were born into this world <laughs> you are uh, so well, good well, at it I, i've always been intuitive and i've always the red handwriting like can can oh, okay by your energy through your handwriting and yeah. it's all just energy right i mean you're just reading energy so i've always read energy i just haven't formally done it in uh, the career, except in the last yeah. like four to five years, but I've always taught and I've always been able to read energy. I'm a teacher, I'm a painter. Um, and I teach drawing, painting, photography. So I've always done that, but I'm, this is where I'm moving out of that and into animal communication and the soul paintings full time. I feel I have so many more souls to paint. It's just boiling up in me. And I, you know, I'm just producing, I'm like, you know, I mean, I can go in the studio and get such clarity, which I could never do before. I mean, and I have the academia chops to back it up. I mean, to VCU, it's was top third in the nation when I went. Now it's like number two. But um, so I have all that. And I, I feel like everything, and I've said this before, I need to be redundant, but I feel like everything I have done has put me in this place for these mm -hmm. two callings, has prepared me for what I'm doing. And yeah. so when I go in the studio, it is literally just a channeling. I just literally open up and let it come through. And I've worked it out as I've been doing this. Uh, these paintings for the last two years, you know, being clear about letting it come through. And then almost the academia is, I get out of the way of the academia and the paintings are, they still are compositionally sound, rule of thirds, the colors. I mean, because I've been painting for since 1992. I mean, I can't get that part wrong. You know, it's yeah. the hardest part is to connect with source, right? Mm -hmm. To get out of get your out way of your and your ego and let yeah. it come, right? And trust. I mean, it's all trust. What was your other question about? Oh, about spirit animals. Now, so I took shaman classes years ago to, yeah. I was, I was going to, I went there to connect with my ancestor in the way that he did, because he was a great shaman. And so the first thing they're telling us to do is to connect with the uh, spirit animal. And I'm like, nah, I, I ain't doing that. I'm here to meet the shaman dude. Right. But here in my, you know, journey, um, there was the hawk and it was leading me into this opening and then out comes this wolf and turns into a man. It was the coolest thing. I've and if you've never meditated and you think you can't try a drum journey, it yeah. syncs with your body, your heart, the rhythm, and you go into trance and, and it's a lot easier than people think. It is. I love it. You know, I'm just kind of moving and growing into this. I'm in a huge change. And um, so I feel like the point I'm in is, is beautiful because, you know, I, almost anything goes. But then I love journeying. Um, but I wanted to focus more on animal communication. I think when you start to, you know, work through the shadow sides and when you're working through being a psychic or, or whatever, whatever you want to call us, communicators, whatever, intuition, you try everything, right? You try, you try Reiki, yeah. you try shot. But of all the things I've tried, I wanted to, one, one, I wanted to focus. I didn't want to be someone who had six things by their name. I wanted to be, I want to be, I want to be really good at, at what I'm good at. 
and, mm -hmm. and I'm excellent at animal communication. I'm excellent at painting. Yeah. And those two yeah. together, you know, painting souls, past or present, those are what I'm good. But the shamanism is something I see myself going towards. You say, I love it. I feel yeah. like that's like connected to heritage, to its nature, its birth, its mother, yes. its, it's, yeah, ours. its grounding, it's, its root. It's yeah, it's everything. Yeah, we should all do it. Yeah, we should all do yeah. it out in nature all the time. Yeah, it's beautiful. I agree with you on so, that. So what do you think about spirit animals? I remember them saying, you know, you can ask any child what their spirit animal is. They know it's so beautiful. They do. Yeah, I don't think you have just one. I think you have ones for when whatever right. you need them for. I agree. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think that's what kind of we have just proved with yes. what you told me about the the um the doves and the, and the hummingbirds. Dogs. Yeah. And the raccoons and, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> Are you no, saying I mean, the raccoon is my yes, spirit animal? Sure, right? Breaking through your fears. You know, fear and overcoming fear and challenges. That's the greatest lesson you could possibly have on along your journey. Right. And how, and how beautiful to it to be a raccoon and not something else, right? Not you falling out of a plane right. or get, True. you know what I mean? Yeah. Something yeah. so beautiful as to process that. Right. 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 Yeah. You're yeah. so right. I mean, the snake and seeing it from a different perspective, yes. right? Yeah, and seeing that there's, yeah, there's so much wisdom connected with the animals that are all maybe spirits in the way that they are teaching us on that spiritual level. Absolutely. And it's really just about giving them attention, right? Your attention to the trees, to the, to nature, to the animals, your attention to it. And they give their attention back. Um, you know, early on, I had this man on, he wrote a book called, I think it was walking with Sam. And this was his meditation, right? Talking about putting down the phone and just, you know, connecting with your animal and mother earth and going out there, you know, how little we are actually even touching the earth. There's right. so many things in between us, right? The soles of your right. shoes. And he awakened, you know, walking with his dog every day. We're right. missing out on opportunities. Yeah. Uh, I think awakening can happen. Like, can, you know, does it gradual? Is it, um, is it all of a sudden? Is it some, you know, event, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think it's happening think all the time for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. We're not woke. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're yeah. Always I've had a gazillion awakenings. <laughs> oh, I know. Right? We awaken every moment. Yeah. I awakened with you, Nicole, with this experience. I'm not kidding you. Just the beauty that you brought into this house. That means yeah. a lot. Thank you so much. And it's a gift to me just to meet your animals and you, Shanna. Yeah. My dogs knew that I was going to have an interview with you today. How'd they know? They just knew. I had to kick him out of here. I mean, they were all hovered around me and they haven't been doing that a lot because over the past week, Lindsay's, she's home right now because she's COVID. So I've been kicking them out of the room during the day because they want to go in and out during my interview. Right. So I'm like in or out. They were really, really wanting to be in here. Right. And I, I just was looking at him like, what are you guys up to? You guys know I'm about ready to talk to Nicole. And I yeah. just had this feeling. They do know what you're thinking. And you can practice this all the time walking your animals. You're going to, we're walking down the sidewalk and you think to yourself, we're going to take a right here. And they'll take a right before you actually start to do that act. They, yeah, they, they, are, they are so in tune. Oh my right. God. So in tune. I always think that I'm like, you know, we've been told we only have five senses, which is ridiculous. Obviously right. we have discernment, intuition. We can see with our minds. We have far more than just these five senses. And they say animals have way more. Right. Right. Um, right. 
You're right. If we can open ourselves up to that, just that yeah. telepathic communication, interspecies, what is animal communication? It's the uh, nonverbal interspecies communication. I mean, you asked me beginning um, about whether you thought we, you know, as a child, but I think we come into this world that way, right? We're nonverbal. So how can we communicate, but telepathically, you know, I think as we grow up and start to get older and the words start to take over, then that nonverbal starts to fall away. And that's why our kids are so good at it. They just came from that, you know, and so if we could just keep that and that was encouraged and cultivated in us mm-hmm. at a young age and just, yes, you can. And, you know, they see our grandmothers and they see people that have passed and they'll say, oh, Nana, yes. what's the house code in the hall? They're barking at like, nothing or they're yes. looking at oh, nothing. Yeah, sure. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's enough. so much validation in it. But um, hopefully the world's catching up to it and they understand that they're sentient beings capable of emotions and um, intelligence, free will. Then the relationships between human and animals, you know, will have greater bonds, greater joy, more satisfying lives because their lives are shorter than ours and in the physical form. So, I, you know, we have to make it the best we can. Wow. So spend time with our family, spend time with those animals because they, you know, you're saying they want to come in your room, but they want to work with you. They want to be yeah. with you. They want to be with their pack, right? And they don't want to be outside with the door closed. They want to be with you. And right. they hate doors closed, by the way. Oh, they I don't bet. Doors closed, oh, so. yeah. Well, thank you, Nicole. Pleasure meeting you. Your listeners can go to my website too. I just wanted to say, please have them. And if you haven't already, sign up for the uh, mailing list because it's free. And all the newsletters I do are from animals' point of view. Like I ask them what I think that is important to share. And yeah. usually the newsletter is based on what they, as a collective, what they think I should share with, with humans, not animals. Oh, so um, the mailing list is free. Please join. Um, I have an Instagram page. And I'm not trying not to put too many paintings on there because I don't want to give too many away, but join my Instagram. And then my website is Harp Space, like Headspace, but Harp, H-A-R-P, space.org. And, and that is that your actual last name too, Nicole Harp? Harp uh, yes, Nicole yeah. Harp. Like the instrument of the angels yes. or the beer, either way you want to go. Harp beer or it. Harp the instrument. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul Podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul Podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.